This is Jerry G. Martin, and welcome to The Light of the World. During the month of June, we celebrated fathers on Father's Day. We wanted to take it much further than celebrating fathers on Father's Day. We have designated June as the month of the man. This is an opportunity to share with men how God sees us and how God orders our life and how God expects us to be leaders in our homes and our families, in our communities, and in our nations. We're sharing several messages that we hope would be a blessing and a benefit to everyone that's sharing. Call the man in your life and tell him to listen in to today's broadcast. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. One of the greatest disasters that we talk about in our history is the sinking of one of the greatest ships that was built, and that was the Titanic. That name is famous. Hundreds of people lost their lives because of a lack of direction and the subsequent running into an iceberg. They couldn't see quite where they were going. And since the beginning of early civilization, when ships were first built, there have been hundreds and perhaps thousands of ships that have sank or have been heavily damaged. They're still pulling up ships that's been sunk for hundreds of years. Many of these ships were lost to raging waters or storms, but most of them ran aground. And they ran aground in darkness and stormy weather because they couldn't see where they were going. And as early as 285 B.C., the bonfires were built on the shore for ships to see as they were coming in so they can find their way. Now, these bonfires have evolved in what we call now lighthouses. When you go along the shore, there are lighthouses all up and down the shore. And I want to talk a little bit about lighthouses. Lighthouses are structures, and and they're near and dear to my heart because we are the light of the world. I got a little collection of lighthouses in my office because we are the light of the world. They help people find their way. They are structures from which light is projected at night and serves as a marker by day to guide ships in coastal waters. They are there for a purpose. They're not there for decoration. They're not there because somebody thought that was cute and that would be nice. They are there to save lives and save ships. They were constructed at important points on the coastline where there uh, may be treacherous waters or there may be jetties that jet out where ships can't see them. And they have been used for years by seamen. As we look at the wrecking of ships, it reminds me of what's going on in our country and in our culture today. Americans are suffering from the same fate as so many ships, not only Americans, but people all around the world. It doesn't take you long. You can look at the news for five minutes and see how bad things are. It reminds me of what Nehemiah discovered when he heard about what happened in Jerusalem. In the first chapter of Nehemiah, the word of Nehemiah, son of Hekaniah, in the month of Keslev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susha, 
Hananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. Nehemiah asked his countrymen, say, tell me what's going on at home. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province are in great trouble and distress. They're in great trouble and in distress. The walls of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. He said, they're in trouble at home. And if he was here today, he'd say the same thing. We're in trouble at home. So if you don't think we're in trouble, you can raise your hand, but we're in trouble at home. The walls have been torn down, the walls of righteousness, the walls of morality, the walls of good common sense. Because even folks that used to didn't be saved had some common sense. And there were certain things they would not do. But now folks who even say they saved is acting crazy. The walls have been torn down and the gates have been burned with fire. It doesn't mean a lot to us, but in that context, they're saying, when our gates to our city, when our walls are torn down, we are vulnerable to any attack of the enemy from all sides. And what, that's the first thing the enemy wanted to do uh, when he wanted to attack you. He wanted to, 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 to take control of your gates and he'll bring your walls down and he know you are defenseless. The raging storms of our culture and our society have caused a lot of families to sink and some to just about disappear altogether. Families are fragmented, they are torn. The uh, juvenile system is overflowing. They were just talking on the news about not having enough room for all the juveniles. Uh, the, um, uh, the foster care system is being overrun. These are kids that nobody want. They are overrun. CPS hands are full and they're, they're busy as all uh, get out and they can't keep up with all the CPS issues that are going on. The families are torn down. Families are finding themselves running around damaged and unable to function properly because there's nothing to guide them through the darkness and through the rough weather. Who's guiding the family? It was God's intent when he put the family together for the man to be responsible for the safety, for the well-being, and the care of the family. That's what God's plan was. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a home. I'm going to give you a wife. Be fruitful and multiply and take care of everything I give you. So when a man doesn't understand his role, he doesn't know his role, and he's not in his role, then uh, things start deteriorating when there's no uh, man in this right place. It's not anything against women. That's just the way God set it up. And if things would work the way God set it up, it would be a whole lot better because he would take care of the family, take care of the wife, take care of the children, and he'd take care of the wife so well that she's happy that she got him. She says, I'm sure glad you're here. Eve was happy with Adam. There's one thing that Eve never said, that she wished she could have married somebody else. <laughs> She's just her and Adam. Well, when it's just you two, you got to make it work. Yeah. And I want to use the lighthouse as an illustration to show the man's role in the family as a husband and as a father. Here's some things about the lighthouse. Lighthouses are always built on solid rock and a sure foundation. That's number one. If the lighthouse is not on a solid rock, it could be swept away itself. But the lighthouses was always structured 
on a sure foundation and a solid rock. So men need to have a sure foundation. If we're going to be leaders in the home and, and the family as God desired, we must be established on a solid foundation. So for the men who are here and for the wives who are here, for the men, we're going to say you need to be on a solid foundation and we're going to pray that. And for the women, you're going to pray for your husband to be on a solid foundation. Because if he's shaky, you're going to be shaky. I know, I know they say if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But if he's shaky, everything's shaking. So you have to be on a solid foundation. We cannot afford to be swept away while our families are depending on us. Men, one of their responsibility is to build that solid foundation in their sons. They need to build that in their sons because that's what it is. A son needs to see the father as a solid foundation. Back in the day, a lot of our fathers weren't educated, but I tell you what, they were solid. <laughs> they, they came, they went to work and they came home. They said, we're going to work and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get something. We're going to own something. We're going to have something. They were solid. So we must be established on a solid foundation. A lighthouse are also designed to withstand the storms and the hurricanes. And it can withstand the storms. You can't just run every time your wind gets to blowing in a direction you don't like. You got to say, no, we're going to stay here. That's what a lighthouse does. It withstand the storms and the hurricanes, the wind and the rain, the cold and the heat. The lighthouse is designed to withstand that. You see, the lighthouse don't have many corners on it. It's usually round. The wind won't just shift me with all these corners. Almost all lighthouses then are built with living quarters, letting you know that this is an assignment for life. It's not temporary. You stay here. This is a living quarters in this lighthouse. They're, they're, it's not just a, a tool. It's my place of, of uh, stability. It's my place of residence. So when men can have this this firmness, this stick to itness, this solidness, not wavering, undeciding, not knowing what to do, how to do. That just keeps everybody on edge when you don't know what, where you're going and you want somebody to follow you. Jesus taught on this same subject of the solid rock in Matthew chapter 7. When he says this, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The wind, the rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and blew against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the what? On the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Now, notice, no matter what you build your house on, the wind is coming, the rain is coming, the streams are going to rise. So he says, if you want to be there after all that's over, you want to have a solid rock as a foundation. We used to sing, uh, Jesus is that solid rock, right? That rock is Jesus, the only one. 
be very assured that your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. When we get tossed to and fro and we're going to get tossed, there are going to be some storms in our lives. No need even thinking that you're not going to have any. It's not a problem. It's not an issue uh, whether you're going to have one or not. It's how you're going to be when the storm is over. Are you going to be swept away or are you going to be still standing? So number one, what do we say about that lighthouse? It has to build, it's built on a solid rock and a firm foundation. Secondly, a lighthouse must have a constant and renewable source of light. You can't afford for the light to go out in the lighthouse. Somebody's coming in at night and looking for you and it's out. Well, I, the, the light's out. I didn't, I didn't uh, have enough fuel. I didn't have anything. So you have to constantly refuel that. Our faith and our trust must be in God as the source of our strength and the source of our direction. Men, we can't do it alone. We must depend on God to strengthen us and give us that source of strength so we can always be that light. The psalmist said this in Psalms 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Who is? The Lord is. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So we can't do it alone. The keeper of the lighthouse is responsible to keep the light burning. We are responsible for keeping the light burning. So we got to do, the wife can't do all the praying. Uh, the wife shouldn't do all the praying. The wife shouldn't be the only one uh, studying the Bible. The wife shouldn't be the only one coming to church, trying to keep the light on. You trying to put it out, you trying to keep it up. It's too much light in here. Turn them lights off. I'm trying to save money. No, uh, son, she's trying to keep that light on, <laughs> that spiritual light on in the house. Amen. 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 And so wives, be encouraged. Sometimes you got to keep the light on till he can get it on. Amen. All right? But he, that, that's him. He should be the one that's responsible for keeping that spiritual light on in the house. Here's what Isaiah said, Isaiah 42, 16. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are things I will do. This is God. I will not forsake them. God is help, will help us. He'll lead us when we don't know what to do and how to do. Amen. That's our faith and our hope and our trust is in God. That doesn't mean we have to have all the answers, man, to everything that's going on in the house, but we need to trust God to help us and to lead us and guide us. You know, I, I, I look at my own parents, and my mother was more educated than my father, and there were things that she would get done, but everybody in the house knew who was in charge of the house. There was no question about who was in charge. No, nobody even considered that anybody was in charge besides dad. But we knew he was in charge. And mom would do whatever she, whatever, how do you want me to do this? And then she would come back and say, well, is that okay? Is that, is that what you wanted? She didn't come and say, well, see, he don't know what he's doing. <laughs> well, he didn't know. Without me, he ain't going to be able to do nothing. She didn't say that. Your dad is in charge. Whatever he says, go. I never heard her disagree with my father. Never. I didn't say they didn't disagree. We never heard it. And she didn't let us disagree with him. She said, no, that's your dad. That's what he said. He was a lighthouse. While we were in there, while we were living in that 
lighthouse. We didn't like it. But as we look back on it, we see how strong that was. Because he says, I'm not doing this just for you to like it now. I'm, I'm doing this for you to be strong and a survivor when you leave here. So that you know how to be strong. You know how to be a survivor. You know how to make things work out. So we said that that lighthouse need to be on a firm foundation. Secondly, it must have a constant supply and a source of light. And thirdly, I'm going to tell you, lighthouses never change locations. They are dependable because they're always in their designated position. So when a ship comes, he said, I thought that lighthouse was over here last time. <laughs> you don't have to look for where that lighthouse is and what its position is. Those that are, are looking for them know where to look. Okay, go back to my father again. We already knew what he was going to say about everything. He was like the Lord. He changes not. <laughs> we didn't have to ask. We knew what he was going to say. But he was dependable. At least we, we knew that. We knew what, if we didn't agree with it, he said, if you don't agree with me, just wait, get your own house, do what you want to do. But while you're in this house, we can, we, he could be talking, I could sit there and repeat his words right along with him, mouth them out, because I know what he's going to say. <laughs> that lighthouse is a fixture. And I believe the wife would like to have somebody that they can depend on, that they know where they're going to be. Are you a dependable father if you're a man? Are you in a place and a position that you're supposed to be in when you're a man? Are you always moving and nobody can figure out where you're going to be and what you're going to do and what you're going to say, where you're at, where you're supposed to be at? It's a place of security and hope for the family. The Bible tells us to be steadfast and unmovable. He mentioned that in terms of our work and service, but that, that applies here too. Are you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord? And in the book of Psalms, chapter 1, he, he talked about that man that, who meditates on the law of the Lord day and night. He said he's like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That is stability. I know where you are. I know where you stand. And I, uh, I, I can deal with people a whole lot better if I know where they are. I know where you're going to be. I know what you, but if, if one day you one way and another day you another way, uh, I, I, have a short, I, I have a short tolerance if I can't figure out where you're going to be. Be crazy every time. I can deal with that. <laughs> I know you're going to be crazy and I know not to mess with you. But if one day you're crazy, the next day you all uh, dignified and everything and acting like you got good sense, I I'm still thinking you're crazy. I'm like, oh, he finna go off any minute. Something's still wrong with him. So there's something to be said about being consistent so that we know where you are. And that's where the man is. God wants you to be consistent. It's a place of security. It's a place of hope. You're still there, consistently beckoning and calling. I think a woman wants a husband who has a job consistently. You got income coming into the house consistently. You just between jobs every three months. You can't hold no job down. Somebody said something, looked at your funny, now you're going to quit. You didn't care about whether you had a check coming. You just quit. And your wife get home and you sitting on the couch watching TV. You say, whoa, whoa, whoa. you came home early? Yeah, I quit. You mean you quit? We got all these bills. You didn't get fired. Don't, don't, don't quit. Get fired. Have another job before you quit. So what you going to do now? I don't know. I just told him I don't care. 
had a guy that I was his supervisor and he was in a situation and I was trying to help him maintain his job. And he came up and I was talking to him and telling him what he should do. And I was very firm with him because I was out on a limb with him. And he said, I'm, I don't need this job. I said, no, you don't, but your wife needs it and your children need it. So you get yourself together and do like I tell you. And the women and the children, they don't want to have to go through that when you just bouncing back and forth and back and forth and changing your mind, don't know what you want to do, can't hold on no job. That's just terrible for the family. Men, are you an instrument of direction and safety or is your family drifting aimlessly toward who knows where because there's no direction? Establish a direction. Be that lighthouse. Be that beacon light, that place of safety, that place where they know that I know we, we're on the right track. I know we know where we're going. We're not going to get shipwrecked. God values light and stability and direction. And he wants us to be people of light. In Psalms 43, 3 it says, Send forth your light and your truth and let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. So that light's important for us to see. That light's important for others to see. That's why Jesus said, lifted eye, that men might see your good work. They're in blindness and they can't see. We want them to see. And then Isaiah 60 says this, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See darkness cover the earth and thick darkness over the people, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. That's what God wants in us, not only in our homes, but as believers. He wants us, each of us, to have that light where nations, people, will come to light. People will come to light. You're drawn to light. The darker it is, the more you're drawn to light. And with this darkness that's, that's covering over our country and over our land, and the minds of people have been, become so darkened, it reminds me of what Paul wrote in the book of Romans, and their foolish hearts have become darkened, and their minds have become reprobate. We're right in that line there. But that's where we are, and that's, what, that's how dark it is. And let me close with this. 2 Corinthians 4 or 5 say, for, for we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. I certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast as we've been sharing you a word that we delivered to our congregation during the month of the man. Men are so important in God's eyesight, and they're so important in our families and in our culture. I want to just encourage men to be all that God has called them to be and to do all that God has called us to do. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message or you can listen to previous messages that you've heard on this station. Again, that's the light of the world daily with Jerry G. Martin. 
then I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We're meeting every Sunday. Our church is open. We are having wonderful services. Pastor Jackie Martin is in a series right now that she's sharing God's words and God's messages with us so that we can continue to grow and to be engaged in the things of God. Meet us Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road. You can also join us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. For those of you who are looking for a Christian bookstore, we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. You can get Bibles church supplies, communion supplies, offering envelopes, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. Call us at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now, for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.